Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Just fighting down, baby. Per, per, per capita export value. Libraries. Minister, are you embarrassed by your behavior today? There's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude or the gonads to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me. He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F-A-R-T. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. The uh, I've come up with a new catchphrase. Please. The podcast for people who hate politics but care about stuff. That's gold, man. I don't think we even need to like try a second one. I think you nailed it right there. there you go. I think yeah. we can just quit the show now. Actually, it's we, our too work good. is done. We're done. Yeah, yeah. We finally we've made it. I, I care about stuff, but I hate politics. Welcome. That's you. This is, your, <laughs> this is a show for you. Um, Hi, I, I'm I'm Jesse. Uh, this is Reese. They know us. It's fine. Well, no. Apart from unless, if you don't, yeah, if that's you what don't, I'm saying. Like, there's, there's yeah, like. You gotta, you gotta, you know. <laughs> if you're new to this show, then hi. Um, we've we've grown quite significantly over the past two years, and it wasn't all at once, Reese. Okay, like <laughs> no, no, I've gated it. No one else can listen to this from now on. So, like, we're all friends, dear. Um, 
I, I was, we should, we haven't, we didn't do, we haven't done small, small talk. Um, small. Although someone did comment on our YouTube saying it took five minutes to get to the content. And I'm like, I know this, but this is a podcast. I don't know what you expect. You're going to have us talking about, I ate a really great pizza last night alongside stuff. I feel YouTube. Do you like my accent then? Uh, yeah, no, it was great. I yeah. just don't look, just, just ignore the comments, man. It was, it was, I was re- listening to Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien on Conan Needs a Friend, which is arguably the best podcast in the world it's the man's on all the time it's i'm almost convinced that like he records for four hours and cuts out like 90 percent of everything just keeping like nothing but gold because it's fucking hilarious anyway i should be promoting our own podcast not yeah yeah an already intensely successful podcast if you're already (laughs) disappointed you can leap over to that one yeah Um, but they were talking about like, he just never reads reviews ever, 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 ever. And his guests all agree like, oh yeah, no, you don't read reviews, man. Don't are you nuts. Never. I would argue that, uh, also don't read YouTube comments unless you're like special, like, you know, for a podcast on a YouTube, on YouTube, it's, it's very impersonal. Whereas if like I'm talking directly to a camera, uh, like the Vlog Brothers, and uploading it, then I feel like the Vlog Brothers. Yeah, the Vlog Brothers, man. Don't you <laughs> know the Vlog Brothers? It's just, no, it's just it's a funny name. They're, they're amazing. They're John and Hank Green. Do you not know who the Vlog Brothers are? Seriously? I thought their names were Tony Eddy and Vlog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know who they are. Anyway, but I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think the, the name makes me are. laugh. Like we should call ourselves the Podcast Pals. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the two brothers who vlog said that the vlog brothers. The podcast pal sounds like an after-school special. Okay, <laughs> we're going to solve a mystery together. Okay, the mystery of the missing cheese. You know, exactly. Who, I, I ate it. There we go. Know, that's it. There we go. Um, but you we, were saying that someone someone was complaining that it took a while before it got five minutes until we actually. But they stuck with it. In fairness. <laughs> and but then we ha- we also had like some reviews saying how much they enjoyed like finally they're talking about their lives now maybe they're being sarcastic I don't fucking know but it's hard to come across in text my life people. isn't isn't I don't know I, I don't they just, they just you know like some this, people yeah. have amazing stories and crazy stuff happens to them all the time I I, I that doesn't really happen as much. I pull it out of you 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 had the mystery of the garbage on your driveway. Yeah, where did Incident. it go? Who left it? Nobody knows. Um, <laughs> Most exciting you know. thing to happen to you in exactly. five that, years. Yeah, that was a big deal. Um, I still <laughs> do sleep over that. Anyway, um, <laughs> enough about. Remember, we're finally at the mind control in Montreal episode. Yay! Have you ever had your mind controls, Jesse? Uh, no, and I've never actually uh, had. I've never had. Uh, what's it called? the mind thing where you're up on stage hypnotism i've never been hypnotized no either but i've watched it i've done it i've hypnotized people <laughs> that's really? true yes no seriously I, well okay i don't know you draw a line towards a chicken i mean like i was a teenager in high school and i learned hypnotism and i tried it on people and it really seemed to work so like take that as you will. kind of sound it does sound a lot like bullshit though yeah, i know right yeah <laughs> It's one time in high school I hypnotized everyone. Yeah, me too. I made a functional nuclear device. So I, I was going to school with a guy in high school, and I was really excited to learn how to that I learned how to hypnotize people. And we were on our break, and so he wanted me to hypnotize him. So I'm like, all right. So I spent like a good 
20 minutes doing this. Now, if you believe in hypnotism, apparently, uh, you, you need to, you know, bring them into it, have the suggestion, and then bring them out of the hypnotism. And if you don't bring them out of the hypnotism, then you can kind of remain in this sort of, sort of fugue state. Uh, where the suggestion kind of solidifies itself for a lot longer. Apparently. I don't fucking know. So I brought him into this state of hypnotism because he asked me to. And he's there and he's very suggestive. And so I didn't have anything prepared because I wasn't planning on hypnotizing him. So I just came up with something on the spot. We're in high school, by the way, like in a, like, a little wreck area to the side. In, so we're just doing this. And I'm like, uh, uh, every time you hear the school bell you will immediately go to class and take out your notebook and study really hard. I don't know. I was literally on the top of my head and it wasn't very creative. So, and then that <laughs> happened. And then the fucking, and then the school. Like saying, I'm going to hypnotize you and I've brainwashed Sue. When you're but hungry, hold, you hold on. food. No, no, hold on. This gets, this actually gets good. So after I said that, not long afterwards, coincidentally, the school bell goes off. So it's like time to get to your class. I'm like, oh shit, sorry, can't continue. All right. Uh, yeah. See you guys. And I, we just kind of leave. I didn't, I didn't take him out of a state of hypnotism, which again, if you believe in this shit, apparently that's important. Like weeks go by and apparently his friends were like, what is wrong with him? Is he okay? Cause he apparently has been like a zombie for days. <laughs> I don't think no. I, like, I, this happened. This I, this I this, I this, actually, this was my teenager. This isn't like no. This wasn't like happened to a friend of mine. Like this was my story. This is actually no no like, no I'm, no no. But I don't. I, I just can't imagine a teenager learning hypnotism, trying to do it on someone for the first time. It wasn't the first time. I've done it before. Oh. I, I did. Oh, yeah, right. it was an amateur hypnotist. It was definitely amateur in though. their lunch break. <laughs> doing it and then weeks later it's still affecting someone let me finish let me finish so weeks go by and his friends are are like what is wrong with him he's just zombified all he does is study all he does he doesn't talk to anybody doesn't go anywhere else he just comes to school and studies and goes home it was crazy and then at the end of the month up on the outside plaque there was his name student of the month and it was i swear to god (laughs) so like whether it, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, maybe it was all bullshit. Maybe it was a long fucking prank that he thought would be really funny to do long term to see where it would go. But well, prank being, let's just yeah, study yeah. really fucking hard for a month and see if anyone noticed. Well, Desi, <laughs> really? you, you missed your calling because you weren't part of the Montreal experiments. Oh, nice segue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Nice, nice, nice way to shut me up, Reese. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you tell me you must have heard of MK Ultra. Uh yeah, they they made a movie with um fucking what's his name? It was a comedy Batman comedy movie. Yep, there it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, I've it, heard of it. I don't know a lot about it. It was the code it's name like a soldier sort of Well, it was a code name for an illegal human experimentation experimentation program designed and undertaken by the CIA, and the experiments were intended to develop procedures and identify drugs such as LSD that could be used in interrogations to weaken people and force confessions through brainwashing and psychological torture. Kind of like what you were doing in school. (laughs) (laughs) Except more fun. Yeah. Yeah. So this, a large chunk of this was done by... Uh, done in Canada, in Montreal. So there was a Scottish psychiatrist. So uh, what did it have to do with drugs again? I kind of... I'll get into the details of it. So they happened between 1957 and 1964. So there's a Scottish psychiatrist called Donald Ewan Cameron, who was funded by the... No, no, no. You say say that with a thick Scottish accent. Donald Ewan Cameron. 
is that your Scottish accent? No. Um, <laughs> so he, he, he was funded by them. Just, and he, every time I ask you to do a different accent than Welsh, you just turn into Batman. I can't do it. I can't it's do just it. Batman for you. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> do an Australian accent. <laughs> so he was, he was at McGill University. He'd left, he'd, he was born in Scotland, and then he moved to Canada uh, to work at a mental hospital in Manitoba, and then he eventually... Uh, became like a professor and he'd done research on sensory deprivation and memory and he developed this theory called psychic driving to cure schizophrenia which he uh which he'd used on patients and adapted for mk ultra mk ultra so basically what he would do was it was I, every time i see or hear mk ultra i can't help but think of like, it's become like a big conspiracy thing no but i can't help but think of mortal Kombat. yeah because <laughs> it's just, I mean, like, I'd, I'd like to think the two are related somehow. Mortal Kombat but... Ultra. So, yeah, right, so, seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so his, his method of psychic driving was basically playing the same, uh, playing audio on a loop permanently to just embed it in your brain. Um, and he was tr- he was experimenting on mental patients saying, hey, I'm going to just play this song on a loop or these words on a loop or whatever it was. So but mental it, patients. Yeah, people who were in in uh, mental institutions at the time, and he'd played so, a song over and over again, as well as, as and also they did drug induced sleep, intensive uh, electroconvulsive therapy, sensory deprivation, and thorazine, um, which all the while like playing on a loop, crazy, crazy for f- exactly that, just yeah. just to make okay. things as hard as possible for them. So. Um, so this was, and, and this was all illegal as well. It was completely illegal. This experiment. I stole that joke. That was from the symptoms. Simpsons I know, yeah. long, long time ago. <laughs> it was on hold. <laughs> yeah, the Michael Jackson episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this, yeah, this was entirely illegal and uh, was kind of funded in dodgy means. But Cameron was was really happy because he he obviously had his 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 research and treatment being um, funded by the CIA. So in the sixties. $69,000 was a lot of money, and that's what he was given by the CIA. How much? Um, $69,000. I still don't... I don't and then he was given an additional of, half a million dollars. I don't think that's a lot of money. Hold on. Later just, on. I'm just going to... 69000 But he also got given another half a million dollars shortly after. Oh. Okay, well, that's all right. I don't want yeah. to Google that. That's fine. But, <laughs> so his, his technique that brought him into the project, psychic driving, so... In order psychic drive-in, psychic drive-in, like so, a drive-in movie theater. No, so in order to repattern the brain by repattern the brain, just like teach you new, break you down and pattern, like, pat, repattern the brain. Pat pattern, as in is a that, pattern, repattern. What no, are you re- saying? R e p a t t e r n pattern. Pattern, yeah, pattern. <laughs> so, so. They stick for 16. You sound like a pirate. Yeah, yeah. So the, this is this is his technique he came up with that CIA gave him all the money for. The process for 16 hours a day, uh, recordings of, of his voice would be played to you. Um, and so they would have been repeated roughly half a million times in total. Jesus so, Christ. And these were, were these volunteers or no crazy mental no, no, institution no, patients? Yeah, they, they, they I think, but it was a mixture. I think some people, I'll get into that, the kind of the people they were using. Some people, but a lot of people didn't realize what they were getting into. So you would be basically, you would be played for 16 hours a day for the first 10 days, <coughs> recordings that contained personal negative messages, and then followed by another 10 days of positive messages. 
Can you give me an example, Reese? And I don't have that. In but mind. you're saying personal negative messages. Like- so he would record messages saying, hi, Jesse, you're a prick. <laughs> and that would just be 10 days on a loop. <laughs> and then for the other 10 days, we'd be like, hey, Jesse, I, I kind of like you a bit more, but you're still a bit of a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Add on audio tape now. Reese, <laughs> Reese and Jesse tell you you're a prick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, we could like that. Could we make that like a Patreon tier? Well, that you get, like, we try and brainwash you with 16 hours of looped audio a day. Or we tell you you're a prick. Yeah. <laughs> so at least one person would pay for yeah. that. You know but, that. But this isn't as fucked up as drug-induced sleep, which is another thing they did. So they, they would put patients into an artificial coma and they would be in a sleep room, as it was called. Uh, for up to 86 days in a coma yeah in a drug-induced coma and they were given the combined <clears> sleep <throat> periods with injections of hallucinogenic drugs hold on as so well while as they're asleep shocks and they were in them recorded messages while they're asleep so you induced coma for 86 days mm-hmm. given hallucinogenic drugs and played pre-recorded messages constantly jesus christ and electrocuted sometimes jesus um so an an electrical. What, hold on, what happened when they woke up? I imagine they probably didn't feel good. Thank you, Doctor. Yeah. They, thank you very much for, for that diagnosis. That was Jesus. All right. So you um, don't know. I, no, I will get to it. You just imagine they didn't <laughs> feel there's, good. There's, there's a bit more information. So the, the other thing they did, they did an electroconvulsive therapy. So two to three sessions a day of six hundred and fifty volt shocks. That lasted one second. Um, after 30 to 40 daily sessions, Cameron progressively reduced the sessions and finished the treatment after a two-year follow-up with one session per month, um, just being zapped in the brain. The other element was sensory deprivation. So patients were deprived of their senses by covering ears, eyes, or skin. Furthermore, they were given very little food and water and oxygen and instead injected with drugs to keep them in a paralyzed state. Um so and then they would they would suffer anxiety, so they would then also sedate them as well. So this was all like we're Jesus gonna, Christ. It's it's really dark stuff. And we're then gonna try and they were basically trying to 
reprogram their brains you know like the, you're about like all oh, the manchurian candidate or like yeah. the soldier it was it was all that is kind of inspired by this kind of weird and this all took place in montreal yes jesus christ all right uh, so a lot of the participants were people who were suffering from things like depression and schizophrenia and they were sold that it would be a treatment oh those fuckers so hold on what was their goal though because they know damn well it wasn't going to be. Well, maybe they didn't know. Maybe they, no, they didn't. I don't know. What was their goal? They were, like, they were like, "Hey, can we can we rewrite people's brains? Can we can we get like if we can?" What was it? What was their ultimate goal though? Was it to, to see if you can rewrite somebody's personality or get them to change their would, opinions so that you can be more useful? So maybe you capture a spy who's like, "No, I won't talk to you because communism's the best." So and this was he, a war he, effort. This wasn't about curing schizophrenia. Or no, anything. no, this was the CIA wanted to see how if you could brainwash people to then get more information off them or use. So them. what's the CIA doing in Montreal? They're funding uh, this professor illegally and under the books to um, kind of hidden from hidden from all the paper trails, just because they wanted somebody to get answers for them. So they couldn't do it in their own country. So under the they they paid him. I guess they could have, but they chose. I think this. Donald Donald Ewan Cameron was like the expert. So they were like, we need to fund this expert. He just so happens to be in Montreal. Um Okay. So, right. so none of none of the patients And he he was Canadian. He he was Scottish, but he'd been oh, living right. in Sorry, Canada you, for you, he'd been living in Canada for a long time and had worked okay. in like mental institutions in Manitoba and things. But none of these patients I think these patients were told that this was like, hey, this is an experimental treatment. Sign up. Um and we're gonna see what we can do with you. Um, and none of them had informed consent of the procedures they were going to go through. They weren't made aware of what was actually going to happen to them. Um, and it's seen as a, uh, as a, as a kind of a, well, it's basically illegal. You think? Yeah. And they, so they treated children and adults oh, Jesus. Uh, for up to three years with these treatments. And everyone was from like suffering from. Uh, mental disorders and yeah. living in so the, mental the, institutions. This is where they got all their patients from. When I said they didn't feel good, so patients suffered from amnesia for the rest of their lives and had to relearn a lot of the skills they already had before. So they forgot, it like almost like wiped their minds clean to a certain extent. Wow. And some were reduced to like a childlike state and had to be potty trained again. Oh my God. Jesus. Is, I told you this one was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. You really what? like the fucked up ones. Jesus. <laughs> don't like the fucked up I ones. I think you this love is, them. This I is one of the most just, unethical you... things you could imagine happening. I don't like it. Oh I just, I, what blows my mind is that this happened in Montreal in the 60s. This, the fact that this happened at all is like <laughs> gross, but like the fact that it happened in Montreal, yeah, it's, well, I mean, it has nothing really to do with Montreal, does it? It has everything to do with that guy and just where he happened to be residing. Yeah. And, and, and their, fam- their family members described patients as unstable and were unable to live a normal life afterwards. One patient uh, was Jean Steele, and her daughter said that after she came back, she was like never the same. And she would sit alone in the dark, write codes on the wall, and according to her daughter, her emotions were stripped away and it took her soul. Jesus um, Christ. But it's completely unknown how many people took part in it. Um, but... Uh, over 300 people have applied for for compensation with the government. Uh, the CIA destroyed all the records. There's very little paper, little. Uh, but the government evidence. had nothing to do with it. 
No, I know, but it was it was it, it was allowed to happen, and this is the, this is the thing. So, hold on, the government knew this was happening. That, that that's the, the, a lot of the records have been destroyed. So mm. it was kind of what you do have is everyone knows this this professor was doing these experiments at the university. Everyone knows there are hundreds of people who have been through this traumatic experience and are saying, "Hey, I need compensation." And this wasn't until the nineties they started getting compensation, um, and. Obviously, something illegal happened. There's no paper trail. No one's been convicted. No one's gone to prison. No one's really put an official investigation into it. It just kind of happened, and everyone's trying to kind of like move on uh, at, at the expense of the victims, really. So, in on December the fifteenth, two thousand and seventeen, there was a CBC article that said Trudeau government gag order in CIA brainwashing case silences victims. Lawyer says. Wow. So a recent. I'll just read you the article. A recent Department of Justice gag order in an out-of-court settlement was designed to avoid responsibility and avert compensation to more victims and their families, said Alan Stein, who has represented numerous survivors who were once patients of the Allen Memorial Institute in Montreal. Stein told CBC News that successive federal governments have demanded confidentiality agreements in at least five of the cases he has settled in the last few decades. If they hadn't been confidential and the settlements had been public, had publicity they should have, a lot of the victims would have come forward and gone to court. Wow. So even now, like the government is trying to like, shh, <laughs> shh, stop talking about it. Well, it doesn't make them look very good, does it? The issue with like compensation and everything, I... It's just messed up. So the government has like been given like money to, to some families and basically trying to uh, hush it up and not get much publicity and just quietly deal with it without everyone um, everyone knowing. So uh, kind of like kind of like settling out of court deals idea. Yeah, but don't talk about it. you can. We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars, but you can't tell anyone. Uh, just just go away. Um, right. So so none of Cameron's personal files about the experiment survived. Um, none of the any other files about the experiments. I'm this, willing to bet they have survived or, or are still classified. Apparently, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but then Donald Donald had a good life after that. Um, sorry, uh, Cam, Cameron had a good life after that. He um, Don, who, where's what's his full name? Donald is Trump. Yeah, was, <laughs> Donald Trump was one of their patients. Uh, <laughs> I would explain so, a lot, actually. That um, yeah. <laughs> so in 1961, Cameron became president of the World Psychiatry. Hey, man, we look, we look, what, what we did, we 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 have a man who thinks he's a carrot. Yeah, that's yeah. His name is Donald J. Trump, and he says he's going to be president. <laughs> Just do that on a loop. You will be president. Mm. You will be president. You are a carrot. You, you are, are a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> so Cameron went on to be both the president of the American and Canadian Psychiatric Association, and then eventually president of the World Psychiatric Association. Jesus. Um, so he it didn't hinder his career at all, this illegal experimentation that destroyed the lives of hundreds of people who thought they were about to be helped. So, um, and, and then, yeah, even today, the government, the federal government is covering up the story, or at least trying to minimize the, the, the story behind it. Wow. Well, that's disgusting, and will probably give me nightmares later. Thanks. Yeah. So, if if you uh, if you're into uh, hypnosis, uh, <laughs> sensory deprivation, and uh, long term uh, in- induced comas, then um, this is the story for you to dig into. You need to put that at the beginning. <laughs> what a pitch! You don't you don't warn them pitch. at the end. Okay. That's <laughs> warning. What you just heard was disturbing.
Yeah, yeah. So um, it is pretty disturbing, but also like immensely so. But the thing I find crazy is the effect it had on people. It completely wiped their memories and like reduced them to like a child. Like is is obviously like it makes it's, me wonder. Like they didn't learn. Maybe it didn't teach them what they thought it would. But they, who? What would you do with those techniques and that information? I don't know, man. If, if the military's if involved at all, they'll find a they'll find a use for it. It's, yeah. So it's fucking anyway, gross. So mine could, this is why I said I wanted to do a more cheerful historic drunken one before this one. No, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad you did. Uh, but like, no, like this was, I don't, I don't mind episodes like this because like, it's not it's gory and depressing for gory and depressing sake, which I know you love those ones. I don't like gory like, and depressing. Oh, you do. You I like know you do. And gory. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The, the, the <laughs> order is important, Jesse. The sequence is important, but this was like <laughs> depressing, but fascinating, you know? So that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Depressing but fascinating. That's a good name for a podcast. There you go. We're just yeah. giving you all kinds of good good shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to ro- ro- launch a rival podcast called Depressing, and um, uh, I can't even remember what I just said. God. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Well, that was fun. Yay. Thanks, Reese. Yeah. No problem. And so uh, to this week's call to action is... Oh, uh, I had I had a call to action, but did oh, you have you one? Did. No, no, if you no I was going to just make up a stupid one off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Well, I was. I have a stupid one that I made up off the top of my head, not not shortly before this moment right now. So it could just be a battle of who's a stupider, if you want to compare. Okay. Uh, I was going to say um, to make a stupid podcast and send it to us. Uh, and yeah. I mean, like, the stupider, the better. If you just download the Anchor app, that's how I got started in podcasting years ago, actually, is the Anchor app. And it's yeah. for like Android and iPhone, and it's the the stupidest, simplest way. You could have a podcast. I proved it to a couple of friends. I'm like, you could have a podcast in two minutes. And we did. And they've since put out three episodes. It's called a Wow We're, like, which stands for We're Owen Wilson. And all they do is they just impersonate Owen Wilson saying, wow, they have three episodes. So, <laughs> oh, Jesse, I've got, a, I've got a great idea. You know, I used to do a secret podcast on. I used to listen to it, the commuter chronicles. Yeah. 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 The commuter and, chronicles. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it and great. you did yours. We should release. I'm going to, I'm going to find it. Yeah. I'm going to take it off the internet and I'm going to release those episodes on the Patreon just for patrons. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like my old podcast. What a, what a glorious morning still existing out there. Fine. People still trickle in and listen to it. And I don't know why. <laughs> well, the reason mine was secret was that I was ranting about the job I hated while still working there. I know. It was great. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked there too. <laughs> and I hated it just as much as you did. And then, uh, and then I had to carpool and I couldn't record while driving anymore because I had, had just given who? a lift to someone. Do I know who you were carpooling with? Yeah, I must have if you were if you were carpooling to bald, work. Bald head. Bald, I'm not going to say there were several bald heads. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the bald heads. One of the bald heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so send us send us your stupid podcast, uh, and maybe we'll play it on our show if it's stupid enough, and it has to be really stupid. Like yeah, so. like uh, I tell you what. Here's what you got to do. You got to say this is the title of my show. This is the, the this is what it's about, and then the third thing is just give us a thirty second sample. So, yep. my name is Reese. My podcast is called uh, "The Sounds of Plants Dying," and it's just me recording the sound of a dying plant. 
That's what it is. I love it. So there's your there's, so there's my show. There's, there's your show. Like, subscribe, uh, give me some reviews, guys. I've got. I, I really hope that this podcast is going to do well. I think. I think I found my niche, and I think uh, you know if you like plants dying, or at least the sound of a plant dying, or a loved one does, spread the word. You know, I worked really hard on this. Uh, I, I spent three thousand dollars on microphones, um, and my wife won't talk to me because she's supposed to go on vacation. Um, and, and, you know, it, it does take up all of my spare time editing. Um, and, uh, I know I've had three downloads yesterday. Um, I'm hoping tomorrow we'll have four. <sighs> that was a great, that was, my, <laughs> that was fantastic. Jesus. Um, uh. <laughs> the sounds uh. of plants dying. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Thanks, bye. guys. Bye, bye, everyone. <laughs>